Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story. story. So this take on the elevator game is also quasi in a cyberpunk or a Shadowrun world or almost anywhere else you could use it as well, where your job takes you out at a pivotal moment. So in terms of like a cyberpunk, if you're needing to hit a different corporation, but you need certain tech in order to hit it, at one of those missions, you use the elevator game to take your your party out of that job. So now it's the ramifications of them not being able to complete complete that job. Right. So let's uh, so let's just look back at at, at, a, at an example, right, of something you could play. So we'll look at a we'll look at a shadow uh, shadow run type of game, okay. uh, cyberpunk as well. So in shadow run, you have what's called a. Um, I think it's a fixer, right? It's, uh, yeah, fixer. Yeah, who gives you jobs? So let's say your fixer or a new fixer or a some sort of fixer gives you a call and asks you to do a quick job. No big deal. It's part of the job. You're going to need to collect a bunch of technology in order to get that job done. So it means you know it's just like every other thing. I need to do this big goal, so I have a I have three small goals that I have to complete. In order to do these three small goals, I might have six smaller goals. You know, two for each of the small goals. And then when those three are done, now I can go do the big goal. And let's say that's kind of critical, right? Let's say that, uh, the, this job here is for you to maybe wrest control away from a corporation or to stop a corporation from doing something pretty heinous. Um, I, I saw, and I can't remember where it was, but I saw this thing and this is kind of the inspiration for this. Uh, this guy found out, I, I honestly don't remember what I was watching. Let's just say this was the scenario. This guy found out that uh, we were going to be attacked, right? We being whoever his organization is, whoever his people are. It could be a country. It could be a town. It could be just a you know mm-hmm. a city. He found out, oh, we're going to be attacked. So he starts to, you know, he can't, he realizes he can't tell that information over the air because it's like they've cut off his communication. So he jumps in his car and he starts to run over to, you know, his bosses to let them know that, oh, my God, we're going to be attacked. And, and here's who's doing it. And then in that, he has a freak accident. Like, not not even, like, somebody didn't cause it. Like, he's literally just had a freak accident because he was driving too fast and it was raining. And his car goes over a cliff and he's in a coma. And then five months go by and he wakes up. And he's like, oh, my God, I have to tell my sergeant. I have to tell my sergeant something really urgent. And they're like, okay, well... Yeah, we'll get him here. So the sergeant comes in and, yeah, what, what is it? And he goes, oh, you know, we're going to be attacked by the blah, blah, blah. And the sergeant's like, yeah, that happened like four and a half months ago. Like, mm-hmm. we, lost a lot, we lost a lot of guys. Like, you know, thanks. And it's this very, you know, hugely climatic for the guy because the guy's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, this, all this information. But Messenger it, never arrived. Messenger never arrived. And, and so by the time the messenger does arrive, he thinks it's important. But at the end of the day, it's it's not important. It's old news. And so this is kind of what got me thinking was like, man, what if you had um, your players like were pivotal in something, absolutely pivotal, like maybe they're going to do peace talks between like two rival gangs, street gangs or something. And part of that peace talk is to have enough technology. So if something goes wrong, then they can, you know, react to it. Or, um, you know, what if, uh, you know, what if part of the, the plan was for you to get a piece of technology away from this other group so that the bargaining power they had at the table was a lot less. And the next thing you know, you show up and if everything goes to plan, you'll get the tech, you'll bring it back to your people. Now the tech's wrestled out of their control. 
And hey, that's normal. That's great. That's how everything should work, right? Well, you're, you want to have a little bit more fun with this. So what you can do is for some sort of reason, there's this elevator game happening, right? Unbeknownst to the players. And as Jacob had kind of mentioned before, like, okay, what if they're going through this, uh, let's call it a laboratory in this case, since it's futuristic, could mm-hmm. be a dungeon in a different world, but in, in the cyberpunk or Shadowrun, they got to go to uh, a laboratory and remove this key piece of technology from a person who is like, it's strapped in. So they end up killing the guy or incapacitating the guy, removing the cool new cyber technology. And if everything worked well, they would just walk out. Life's good. Well, the thing is, the fixer who sent them on this side quest mission, right, may not have been the normal fixer. And that fixer is working for the other side. And so he sent them on a wild goose chase, but not just any old wild goose chase, a really horrible wild goose chase. So as they go into the lab, they're met with, you know, the normal thing, guards, obstacles, you know, plates, Mm -hmm. you know, pressure sensors, you know, motion detectors, cameras, And your guys go through and they do everything they can to undo all this. Well, in the process, they're told from their fixer that there's a couple of key buttons and things to do that will open up the room for them to be able to more easily access the person that they need to get to, the tech. And But in so doing, what they're not realizing is that they're actually priming up like this. Okay, they can walk into a room. And there's all these buttons on the control panel. They're told to hit the blue button and then the red button and then this yellow button and then pull this lever down. Okay, no big deal. They do all of that. Well, what they didn't realize was like the yellow button actually fired up the basically a generator to power up uh, half of this new technology that they didn't know anything about. They then go into another room. They do a very similar thing. And again, the yellow button fires up a second generator to start powering up and it needs three generators and they do this one more time. And then they have another thing they need to do. Like they need to go in and throw this lever, push these other three, four or five buttons and then throw another lever and then hold, you know, two people got to do two keys at the same time. Well, the two keys at the same time literally is moving a specialized technological crystal into place for the power for the generators to literally go. And then they, they hit the button, to open the door it literally starts the machinery, which mm-hmm. is going to be in the room that they're like kind of moving into. And when they get in there, they're not realizing is when they walked into that room, anywhere they walk out because they've opened it up is now like a gate into another dimension. Again, same thing that the elevator story has is you walk into another dimension where there's no one at. And you could have that or there's no one there. Or you could have it be a parallel dimension where things are, they're off, but they don't quite feel off until mm-hmm. a little bit later. Like every couple of minutes, you just start having them like notice things like, oh, hey, everybody, uh, you know, it's like, oh, well, this is your, like, this is your part of the town. Hey, roll me a spot check or perception or something, some sort of, you know, check. And they, they roll it and you're like, huh, that's where you remember that being a different store. And you're like, okay, what does that have to do with anything? Yeah. You know, but you do that like three or four times and the players will be like, how come we keep noticing stuff's different? Mm-hmm. What do you mean stuff's different? It's like, oh, stuff's different. What do you mean stuff's different? What do you want to, do you want to like really look around and scout around to figure out what that, what's going on? Yeah. Everything looks really different. Like, um, yeah, that's the same logo for that big, you know, it's like, that's the same logo for that company, but now it's a different color. So it'd be like, you, you come into a different earth and like Coca-Cola's um, color is blue now. Mm-hmm. 
and, and Nike has like it, it's not a swoosh anymore. Like there's no Nike swoosh. It's a different little thing. Like it's a big N with like a an arrow going through it, you know. And you're like, wait, that, that's not Nike's logo. What? What? Wait a minute. And you know, you're sitting there going, I'm pretty sure 17 companies didn't change their logo in the last like six minutes of me walking into the lab. Something happened. Something weird happened. And so now you can start having the players start realizing, wait, what the what in the world happened? And then by the time they get back, it's too late. Mm-hmm. The thing that they would have been there for is over. They were considered to be dead. They went on a mission. They went to the lab. You never came back. And it never came out, right? This happens all the time, right? Shadow runners die. I mean, you know, but when you come back now, you have a different set of consequences. First of all, the set of consequences of you not being at the thing. And that thing is now gone however the GM wants it to go. So good for you being the GM. You can make it go however you want it to go. Probably the worst is how you'll do it. Mm-hmm. Regardless. But now the family thinks they're dead. So how do you prove you're you? Where, where have you been for the last week? Well, I've been in this city, but it wasn't this city. Yeah, okay. Um, sure. Like, cool story, bro. Um, you know, like no one believes you. Mm-hmm. Because why would they? And so now it's like, how do you prove that you are who you say you are? You've been burned. If you go back to our burned characters episodes, you've been burned just because you're dead. You, you've been assumed to be dead. And so, you know, you have all these cool ramifications that you have to work through all because of, frankly, reading an elevator story online and twisting it to make mm-hmm. your own little game out of it. So hopefully that's really helpful to you guys to see how you can just take a really kind of seems to be a very meaningless concept Twist it for your own ends and just use it for ideas and inspiration. Anyway, we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to SkullRPG.com.